0: Hello, welcome to ISU Redbirds podcast. I am John Pemberton, former ISU Redbird from 1985 to 1990. I am joined by Steve Thate, ISU alumni from 1984 to 1988. I am also joined by John Diner, ISU alumni from 1984 to 1988. Hello and welcome to Bird Fans Forever podcast, episode seven. Um, today, in our podcast, we're going to be talking to Ronnie Carlwell, who played from 2003 to 2008. I believe I got that right, but we'll double check. So, Big Ronnie is our guest. Um, before we have Big Ronnie on, I'd love for everybody, to, if you get a chance, to follow us on Twitter. Bird fans forever, right? And it's a re- reoccurring theme. We made it really simple. Um also, if you get a chance to watch us on YouTube, love uh, the ring the bell, hit the thumbs up, or smash the subscribe button, we'd love that. And of course, if you're looking for us on pod, audio podcast, you can go out to our website, www.birdfansforever And then at the bottom of any one of the pages, you'll see the list of all the different uh, um, um, podcast um, uh, listeners that you can pull it into and listen to. Perfect. So. With that, we're going to cut. Okay, we're back. This is Bird Fans Forever podcast, and we are here with big man Ronnie Carwell. Um, Hopefully, I got that right, big man. We practiced, but, you know, sometimes not enough practice for John. So, Ronnie, we're going to hit it off, man. So, we're talking about, we were just talking off there, and we want to talk about
1: your freshman year. So, you ready? Yes, sir. Hit it. All right, well my freshman year was pretty, you know, normal like any freshman you come in, you meet your teammates, you're practicing, you're rolling. Um I wasn't a starter, which I knew I wasn't going to be, but I was okay with that. Um but I think I started having knee problems like mm-hmm. right after my first practice or so and you know, it was kind of like I thought it was just regular tendonitis going on. And um it just kept happening over a course of a while and one day the doctor came in and saw me and they said they wanted to, like, scan, get a scan. And, you know, I wasn't really good on going to the doctor, so I am like, okay. And um, I got the scan, and, you know, I was like, okay, I'm cool. And we kept, you know, I would the place sparingly here and there. And we go to play Illinois, that right after New Year's. And uh, Porter Coach Porter Moser at the time pulled him to the side and says hey, you know, we're going to redshirt you. And he was like, yeah, we're concerned about your knee, so we're going to redshirt you. And I was like, "Man, I want to play against Illinois. This is on TV. This is ESPN. <laughs> like, I don't got everybody watching at home. They like, yo, you playing D Brown tomorrow? It's, it's, you know, it's just a game. And uh, right before we get to the game, uh, John Munn comes and tells me, "He's like, hey, you got a stress fracture in your knee." And I said, "What's that? <laughs> you know, you I've heard of a fracture. I'm like, what's a stretch fracture? Like, what are you talking about?" Like what's a stress fracture? Never heard of it. Like this, just me, just honestly, like, never heard of stress fracture. He was like, "It's a small crack, right up in your knee, on a kneecap, and it just like fluid gets in there." And he's like, "This is why your knee keeps swelling." So I'm like, "Okay." He was like, "So this is why you're gonna you're gonna medical red shirt, not a regular red shirt." And I'm like, "Medical?" He's like, "Yeah, this is where you sit out the whole year. You all those you played those games, but now it doesn't count." It just wipes your slate clean. You're going to sit out and just practice with the team and, you know, just going to get healthy again. So I was like, one hand, I'm like, okay, cool. other hand, I'm like, man, I want to play. I ain't, ain't trying to sit out. That ain't for me. But, yeah, know, and that
0: I, was. And, Ronnie, I told you the same thing, right? I got pneumonia as a sophomore and took a medical red shirt. So it is, uh, it is heartbreaking news to hear, right? So I've been in your shoes, so. What else do you want to talk about? Your freshman year? Anything else?
1: Oh, you know, it was just—it uh, was a hard adjustment. Um, you know, being away. Like I've never been away from my family that long. Um, being living on my own, having to make decisions for myself—it was—it was a change. You know, um, slacked off a little bit in class. <laughs> um, and, you know, made some bad decisions about school, and you know, it was—it was a learning—it was a learning experience for the most part that i i value um a lot of a lot of life changing experience a lot of growing that i i value to this day though because it allowed me to see what it was like to live on my own and actually become a man without guidance like you know your parents raised you to a point that hey now you're on your own you have to make the right decisions it still they still would jump me you know get my butt I hey i got that one call one day from my mom like uh What's this I hear you skip class? I'm like, what you talking about? How you know I didn't go to class? Wait. <laughs> and then my dad called right after that. I was like, hold on, wait a minute. I wanted to find out. Coach Barone called. He was like, yeah, I called your parents and told. I said, you snitched on me. He says, yeah, I did. What you thought? I'm like, wow. So, <laughs> it was like, I'm like, man, I'm still getting in trouble. I'm am like, I'm way away from school. And that's all I got. That call. Say, I drive down there. It's only two hours. I'm like, no, that's okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get together. I don't need no unexpected, no unexpected parents showing up. But I learned, you know, and you met a lot of people that year. Um, you know, you interacted with people that you never thought you would talk to. You know, it's like meeting people from different places, like just uh, people from like out of state that you don't normally see. Like, hey, something new, something different. So, the teammates you meet, like Trey Gidry. You know, he was just a, how do you call Trey? You call Trey a fun guy. yeah. Because his, his demeanor, you met Trey Gidry, he was just free spirit, wild. Oh, yeah. But his work ethic was off the chain. Like, outside the lines, he was as free as they'd come. Between those lines, I never met somebody who worked as hard as he did. Like, he was on it. Him Between him and Vince Green, it was like, go, 24-7, hard, work, 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 work. So, you know, you had to compete with those guys to, like, make sure you was up to the task to compete when they were ready to play. So I think that's what my freshman year mostly consisted of, trying to keep up with the older guys and trying to, like, hey, I I was brought here for a reason. So even though I'm sitting out, I still got to bring it every day.
0: Oh, yeah. Agreed. All right. Next one you wanted to talk about was the Creighton New Year's game. Oh.
1: That game, Uh, in my eyes, I've seen and heard a lot of Redbird classics, but I think that might be top three Redbird games ever. I don't know where, where other people might rank it, but I would have to rank it top three. New Year's Eve, what, 20 seconds left, tie ball game. Creating rank number twenty, what was that, 22 twenty two, twenty three in the country at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we we get the stop, we get the bucket. They get a free throw, and it's like every day. We I was on defense, and it's like everything just kind of went in slow motion. Me and Greg Dillard are like trap somebody. They wrote, they throw it out of the trap. I rotate. I get like a semi-block. The guy they didn't give me a block, but I—I I felt like I blocked it. <laughs> um, I got the ball. Dana runs over to me. He's like, "Time out! Time out!" He's like, "Hold it! Hold it! Time out! Time out!" And we just like celebrating. And before I say the next part, I want people to know we practice half-court shots all the time and pra- at, at, at before practice. Like Porter would come in and was like, "Hit a half-court shot!" No practice. <laughs> so you know we going there you know we was going for it all the time like at least once a month we would do the half court shot no practice so everybody one day I think who hit somebody hit one day I want to say Alexander, Greg Alexander hit one day we thought we was like home free <laughs> he was like yeah we was like yeah we going. he was like oh I said two of y'all gotta hit we was like oh no no no, no. you said one but <laughs> <You know? laughs> he like no but And this day, you know, it was like he drew it up perfect. He was like, okay, you're going to pin down curl, Dana come off the curl, and just take the shot. I mean, we sat on that bench, and I think I like, time stopped. I don't know what it was, but it's like everything was just in slow motion for, like, the next, it felt like 20 minutes, but it was, like, five seconds. Just uh, inbound, catch, dribble, shoot, half court three. We partying <laughs> middle of the floor. We send Creighton home, and you know, that the rest was just a history. Like we we make sports. Like we all we hollering is we on sports center. We on <laughs> 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 That's how I remember him hitting that shot deep. Dana. Hit the shot and all here. I heard him yell was. Happy New Year, Mother, you know. <laughs> she turned to them and said, Happy New Year. We on Sports Center. <laughs>
2: I was at that game. We, uh, It was New Year's Eve, and, and we took our kids down, drove down, and we were going to stay at Jumers and stuff like that. And we weren't expected to win, right? So, you know, you're just there, and then you know, the game's keeping close. It wasn't a high-scoring game. It was a low-scoring game. And, and and then, when that shot went in, it was just like holy cow! It just like you said, just erupts. You know, it was wonderful. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they were that. We were like, I remember seeing. I remember hearing that they was like, we were, we were favored to lose by like fifteen. It was like, yeah, y'all been down, favored to lose by fifteen. Like they had just blown out. I want to say South. They just blown out Southern. Like two days before, they just blown out Southern. It was like, they were rolling. Like they were hot. Yeah, and it was like, okay.
2: So, Ronnie, I got to talk to you about uh, uh my my kids went to Downers Grove South, okay, okay. And, and and you played for Proviso East, West Suburban Gold Conference, right? Big rivals yes, in in, yep. in in basketball. So I remember when you you guys would come over, okay, and you had a couple teammates that uh, played in the NBA, and then uh, for Dinosaur South we had the Mullins brothers, okay. But you would be out there, and you were just like this man, this big, tall man against boys. But there was just some super heated battles. So how how was it playing in high school on such a, like a on a great team? You guys went down state uh, the one year, and then the next year downer south did. So it was some great rivals. But you just played on a great proviso east team.
1: Well, the one we didn't we made it to the supers. We didn't make it to state that year. We lost. To New Trier by five, we should have made it. Okay, and that was the year down I think that's the year downers went. The year before, I didn't. We lost to St. Joe's when they had uh, Brandon. I think he went to Penn State. Okay, um, but the, the we that we had. But well, I would say when we played, when I played in high school those years, I think I would call it the last good years of high school basketball. <laughs> Um, But that's when you actually had the battles of high school before they created the extra classes. And you actually had people had to see each other. Like, you had to play the real competition to, like, get there. But the Down to South game was, like, twice a year, home and home. You had to battle. They had to come to us. We had to battle it out. But I think it was harder playing at their gym because... Again, you know, it's harder. It's their rim. It's like you're, you're at home, you get the touch of, shooter's touch of your rim. Right. They're at home, they get the shooter's touch of their rim. So that game was always an instant classic. And the last time I remember when D. Brown was there, we ended up going to double overtime. And we started the game, it was like the gym was half full. So it's like, you know, we're battling it out, battling it out. It go to overtime. And it's like, I look up and it's like, yo, this is why I'm getting full. And then we go to double overtime, and I look up, and it's like standing room only. And I'm like, where did all these people come from? It's like, (laughs) man, you don't even hear nothing. It's like just noise echoing off the wall, but it's like back and forth, back and forth. And it was just a great game to be played because it was like a battle. Like you knew what you were getting into. 94 feet of point guards picking each other up between, you know, Shannon D and all three between all three guards and their two guards, it was like a never a never ending battle. Yeah. So it was like a great time to be had in college in high school sports.
2: For sure. It was great battles there.
1: Yeah. And I think what made it even better was like when you had those type of games and you knew who was playing who, you had other people show up to the game. Like you would have like one year we played. Did you remember Ken, did you know Candace was there and um James Augustine was there?
2: Okay, yeah. So I,
1: they showed up the, to the game that year.
2: So so the, the t- tell when you say Shannon, who are you talking about? I don't, I don't know if everyone Brown. knows. Shannon Brown Shannon
1: Brown and D Brown, yeah.
2: And D Brown, two NBA players, th- three division one players on that team with yourself, right? Did anybody else go? Four. It? Four?
1: Charles Richardson.
2: Team was stacked. Team was yeah, stacked. Yeah. Then down in South, you, you had Brian, Mullins, right? Brian, you Mullins. Brandon played college basketball. D2
1: yeah, was right? to He went to Brown, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He went to the so, Ivy League.
2: Yeah. So, some great games. Yeah. Some great games. Yeah. So tell us about the trip to New York.
1: So the trip to New York was my senior year, my last year of college we went to go play St. John's and um, what made that trip special was you know Porter was big on he was big on showing culture and providing context and you know making sure you knew life and lessons and history you know outside of basketball he was big on like teaching us stuff about outside of basketball which was one thing that stood out to me the most and this trip was different because we went to dinner, you know, we went to practice, and we went to dinner and everything, and he drives us to this, this empty lot, and we're like, what are we doing here? And he was like, do you know where you're at? And we're like, no. Nah. He was like, we're finna make hit, y'all are finna see history right now. And he was like, what? He was like, we're at ground zero right now. He was like, I want you to get off this bus, and I just want you to take in one of the most Horrific, but also breathtaking moments in American history that ever took place in our time. And as you said, just take to yourself or whatever you want to do, and just you know do whatever you need to do. And we got off the bus at Ground Zero, and we just walked around because they were this is they were still building the memorial; they had already built the um the water the waterfall with the names around it but they were still you know they were still like con- doing construction they were still taking up the the ground so mm-hmm. parts of what you couldn't see and I was like yo this has been like this since 2001 I was in high school when this happened and this is 2006 and they're still removing the you know the rubble and it was just a moment to reflect on something that you remember seeing happening and taking place and actually being in there was like a reality check to, you know, how people complain about things and say, oh, you know, woe is me. I'm kind of mad about not playing right now. And then basketball for that moment went out for me, went out the window. Like, forget basketball. I'm standing here with a place where. History was changed and lives were changed and like everything that we knew changed forever. And it was just a moment to like just think about nothing, but not myself, but other people who were there that didn't walk away from there. Because I was like, I'm walking away from here, going back to a hotel, getting a bed. It's people who didn't walk away from here. And then, you know, Porter put in respect to, he was like, you know, just so you know that they're still pulling. They pulled bodies out last week before we got here. They had pulled five bodies from the rubble Jeez. that they dug up and I kind of, like, stopped those like, man, did he just say that for real? And we all kind of, everybody on the bus was like, that's deep. That's 2006. Again, This that means there's been somebody under this since 2001 that they just, families are just now knowing this person was there still and um, it was as I say it was an eye opening moment to reality before you know you go to play a game against a, a team a good basketball team in St. John. so I think that was the highlight of the trip for me for sure oh we beat them like they stole something <laughs> <laughs> we 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 But I say, um, we did get to meet, uh, I did get to meet, uh, Mason, Antonio Mason. Well, he was there because his son played there. Uh, Mason Jr. played there. Uh, okay. And you talk about jumping out the gym? Oh, my goodness. It was one play. It was a fast break with me and Osiris. And we running. And I was like, I was like, stop ball. Oh, stop ball. Oh, he was like, I got him. And the ball go up, and I said, stop running, Oh, stop running, Oh!" And we he stopped, and I stopped, and we just look up. He caught the ball, and he cocked it back, and I was like, oh, no, this ain't going to end well. <laughs> and we both, you know, we from Chicago, so we knew when the ball go up, don't jump, don't run, don't get in the poster. And he just <laughs> took it back and hammered it. We was like... We looked at each other like, Yeah, we ain't getting in that poster <laughs> <laughs> We looked at the bench. <laughs> we like man they better not say, they, they like they better not say nothing to us. We ain't we ain't going on sports center because that show makes sports. <laughs> I was like, nah, you ain't gonna get me in trouble. I rather I'd rather tell I really get subbed out for not jumping than get on sports center for jumping. <laughs> Sub me out, but don't let me get on T P. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, the game was, the game itself? we took, yeah, we, we won, we beat them, we won, I think we won by, we easily won, we won by like ten or 12, like, the first game was a better game than the second game, the first time we played them was better than the second time we played them. All right, Ronnie, we won it out,
0: great talk about New York, wow, beating St. John's, holy crap, um, team events is the next thing on your list.
1: Yeah, the team events were like the best because you know, even though I said you know, every all, we all know all teams don't get along. We didn't, but when we were together, best thing ever happened. And we did car washes, we did food drives, we did community service, and it never failed for the fun guy to show up. Trade the fun boy Gidry <laughs> do something funny. Um, locker room stuff where he would torture Mun whenever he walked in every time Mun walked into the locker room, he torture Mun. I mean he would do something to John Mun to make it just like hilarious. <laughs> and I would I would cry because 'cause it'd be like you know, you would tell boy tell Mun, Mun, I whoop you and all he'd say, Anybody in here won't fight me? You better pack a it lunch, it's gonna be a long day. You know Mud get that, little, that 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 Georgia Bulldog. You better pack a it lunch, it's gonna be a long day. <laughs> <laughs> I go in the locker room. Um, what did Trey oh so one day I am in the training room and we all getting ready to leave right after the game. And I, I you know, I said something to Trey. And he's telling me something and I said, I, I said something to him, it was, I, don't know, I said something crazy. And Mung was like, I'll give you an enema. And I said, what? I said, man, nobody's gonna <laughs> give me nothing. So Trey grabs me, him, Kevin Truck, and Greg, they grabbed me, and he was like, get him, on get him. And John Munn goes in his office and he comes out with a needle about mm-hmm. this big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If I didn't flip out and almost split my pants, trying to get off that table and run, <laughs> and they holding me laughing. Oh my God, I've, I've never been so scared. I've been scared before, but that that needle, this, about, this <laughs> spot, about this wide, about this long, he was like, yeah, he, I was like, oh no, gotta go. <laughs> gotta go, gotta go, run, run, run. But, you know, we just, you know, we had had fun. Like, whenever we would get together and we would do the team outings and stuff. Like, when when we did paintballing, we did paintballing against the coaches. Who won? Oh, you know, we lost. So, this is how they did the teams. Unfair advantage. It was (laughs) the freshmen and the newcomers, the freshmen, sophomores, and newcomers versus the seniors and the coaches. So it's me, Greg Dilligard, and Roberto Flores with Coach Robinson, baroni Porter, Jans, and the um, and our managers, Flash, Gordon, and all them. them. So I'm like, why I got to be on the team with y'all? I want to shoot y'all. I'm like, I want to shoot one of y'all. <laughs> I'm like, I want to shoot y'all. Like, y'all made me run. I want to shoot one of y'all. <laughs> so we playing the game, and I told them, I was like, hey, man. I'm finna be a traitor. <laughs> so I get I get shot and I'm out. So we play in the paintball. I'm like, I'm out. I said, alright. I go around the, the, the course and I'm sitting on another thing and I just start shooting. I'm hitting everybody, coaches, players, I'm, Yeah, I'm gonna get my licks. I mean I must have shot everybody that day. <laughs> it was my like I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna get the I'ma get these licks. But Porter wasn't playing Porter towards Achilles, so he wasn't he on crutches, so he's like, nah. So he was like, Ronnie, you're shooting everybody. I'm like, hey, it was malfunctioning. My gun, man. I'm, I'm like my gun is <laughs> and I'm still pulling the trigger and it's just like, <laughs> I'm like, Man, this you know, hey. I shot everybody that day. I was like, I'm gonna get my licks off. But Coach Baroni they would hurt and he was like, Oh didn't know new paintballs hurt that bad. I was like, I ain't never doing this again man, I was so sore after that, I said, I ain't never doing this again, y'all are crazy, can't do this, this ain't for me, I'm too old for this, <laughs> I'm only 21, I'm like, I'm too old for this, It hurt, <laughs> I'm an old man, this hurt, <laughs> but we had a lot of fun like that, a lot of team, the team building, the team bonding stuff was fun, it was always fun, it was always good, you know, like the the outside of our normal element, just to see people relaxed and just be they self without what play is this? What we doing next. What what we running offense, defense. No, just talk about stuff, you know, doing bags and I learned I learned how to play bags. Actually they, they taught me how to play bags. I never even knew what that was until I was at a team, but I'm like, What is this? They're like, You don't know how to play bags? I say, I know how to pitch quarters. Does that count? <laughs> 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 it's like I like. I grew up. We, we we could pitch quarters. I could do that. We go on the sidewalk. You know, is it the same thing? It was like no.
0: <laughs>
1: Vince Green was like was like no, big fella. This ain't this ain't you, you doing too much. That, that slow down before we get in trouble. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I say okay. I'm talking too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's what you know. That's what team bonding for me was like. It was like no. This just toss and hit, I was like, okay. So, you know, I learned some new things. Cool, okay,
0: last one. You wanted to talk about battles that you had in the,
1: on the court. Man, where do I start? My all-time battle buddy, Greg Delagarde. Never met a nicer person in my life in basketball a real friend, a real brother, a real true heart competitor, brought it every day we stepped on the floor, win or lose, stay positive, never, you know, he was never one of those malicious people, like, just a good person to be around, you know, he was down and out, you could talk to him without anything, like, feeling regret or anything, and we just always got you know, after it, and it was always fun when you got to play him, because if you got the best of him, he'll be like, man, you want me out today, like, man, bro, where'd what you, what you where you get that move from, What you, like, <laughs> wait a minute, and he gave, he would tell you, and then you had other people who, were like, rubbed it in, like, slack, if Slack got you, ooh, you wasn't going to hit the end of that. <laughs> keep playing with me, boy. I'm going to dunk with you again. That's why I dunked with you today. What? Yeah, all right. I'm, all right, keep talking. All right, man, cool out Slack. No, I'm going to dunk with you again, boy. <laughs> he may show you. If he got you, he, he he wasn't letting you forget it. If he got you, you knew it. Um, Marcus Arnold? Remember y'all remember Marcus Arnold? Oh, God, yes, yeah. yes. Quiet, quiet assassin. Quiet. Yeah, he 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 have a practice. You, Marcus, go fifty in practice and won't say a word. You be in the locker room like everybody like, man, Marcus, you was killing it today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Even after a real good game, Marcus. You had a good game today. That was all right. I was cool. <laughs> Marcus, you had twenty seven and twelve. I did. Okay. <laughs> what? I my first practice with them, I'm thinking I'm doing something. I don't block, got a block and everything. Oh yeah, I'm on. Man, up fake, drop step, boom, and looked at me. I said, "Oops, my bad." I guess I ain't as good as I thought.
2: (laughs) That that guy almost beat you a vibe by himself. Now, and that, but that was
1: the game. You said, Marcus, you had a great game. And he just looked at us like, yeah, I guess. All right. He <laughs> <laughs> like, a great game. What? Like, I mean, a great game. And yeah, between. Now, you know who else is like, Lorenzo, but the opposite of that, Lorenzo Gordon? Oh. He would tell you, I killed y'all. Boy, you don't want to see me? I killed y'all. Always a good guy. For laughing, funny, play all day. You know, we had, like, the bigs. I think I had more f- I, I, The bigs, we always had fun. The guards, they used to... They, you know, Dana and all that Dana. Dana was one... Dana was another one who did a lot of talking. Oh, Dana, really? What? Dana? Oh, Dana was the mouthpiece. Dana be <laughs> like, man, I'm kidding. Well, I... Dana tell you, well, I was six for six on the three. Well, you got to guard me. I got the heat stroke. <laughs> 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 oh, Dana was... Dana push your buttons. Dana will push your buttons and, but he did it in his competitive spirit was something was unmatched though. Like Dana pushed your buttons to the point that he made sure you knew he was guarding you. Like he'd get under your skin. You you ain't nothing, you weak. <laughs> but he pushed it in the pot, like you know, he didn't push it to the point. Like he, he almost made you want to fight him some days, the way he the way he got up under his skin. Oh really? Like his his push was, di- his, it was a different pu- like, yeah, his push was different. He got up on, he would get up in you, he'd get up in you and make you feel, you a feeling. You knew Dana was guarding you some days. Like he so because he's, you know, think about it, he was like six three, his arms almost seven one wingspan. Like he's long, athletic. He made you work for it. I remember I tried to get a rebound one day. and He jumped over me. To I said, Give me this, boy. Give me this. You are too small. I'm looking like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I saw a screen on him. he was like dang man come on Joe we got a game tomorrow don't kill me oh okay I just want to make sure you knew who you was talking to <laughs> don't yell at me make sure you remember I'm here <laughs> I'm here we we live we real but you know that was the that was the that was the part of practice. I think that that part of practice, the competitive practice when we would have them the mixed teams the when they put running on the line, like, oh, loser got to run Oh, it's all is off. Ain't no friends, ain't no ain't no brother, it's it's me versus you. We we finna yeah. We we finna go for this.
2: Hey Ronnie, I think, can I ask you a question, since you're talking about uh-huh. competitive people. When your coach, Porter Moser, right? Yeah. When he's when he was walking on silence, right, you know, he starts soft all dressed nice and stuff like that. He got the tie on. He got the jacket on. And then when that jacket comes off, right? He's breaking it down, right? He's getting all competitive. It, what, what was he like on the sidelines? We,
1: we, you want me to be? You want me to tell you the team, the team perspective, <laughs> or the real perspective? W- whatever you think is appropriate. It's been so, fifteen years, dude. You, you can tell so, us whatever you want to say. So we would. So one day we were breaking down film. And I remember Nado and Nuku, rest of soul. Mm-hmm. My boy Nado, number three. We were watching film, and Nado say, "Hey, rewind there, rewind there. Look, at, look, 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 at him, look at him, look at Porter. Watch this, watch this, watch this." He say, "Watch Porter take off his jacket. Watch the turnover. He <laughs> went like he got punched drunk. Ah. And Nado slow, and he slow motioned it, and he said, "Watch Porter do this." <laughs> and I mean we found about five clips in the game where he fall Porter like falling on the bench <laughs> throwing his hands up and it was be like we'd just be sitting there like Coach really be doing some antics, fam, in the middle of the game. We'd be like, Yo, he really doing that.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. He like is he for real? Like it. Like, we never thought, you know how you we heard it, but then when you actually saw it on film for, like, up close, <laughs> and then we were, you know, we, we were around it, like, five times in a row and just watched it over and over. <laughs> but, no, I think when he was really competitive, like, that, that was, like, the antics at the refs. Like, that was him being at the refs. Yes. But when he was at us, it was in the huddle. When he would get right up close and be like, Okay, that, like that—that that last stop in the Creighton game when he says, "Okay, this is it," and he put his hand on the board, like we're gonna stop now. This is when you're gonna get it. This is the game. It's like you know when the game was on the line, and he said, "This is it. this is now." Like it was a different, you know, two separate entities. Like the ant- that, that was for the fans and all the refs. Hey, look at me. But, like, in that huddle, when it was, like, really on the line or really, like, we're, we're on a run or we need to get a stop, it was him putting his hands up, like, hey, get the stop. You're going to get it. You're going to do it. What you're going to do, You either going to stop him or you're going to let him score? You know, so that, the sideline stuff was the fun, you know, that was that was funny to us. We yes. we, really, we used to always make fun of that one. <laughs> we always made fun of that one. We was, like, look at him punch. He's, like, there you go with the punch drunk. There you go, drunk, punch, drunk punching, <laughs> flopping. We were like, look at him. I think somebody said, he's doing the Manu Ginobili. <laughs> they said he was the Manu Ginobili of coaches one day. Somebody, this was actually, and this was a fan. This was a fan that came to me. Like, you know, he was like, why do Porter act like he's Manu Ginobili on the sideline? I said, hey, man, I don't know. You got to ask him. <laughs> like This was after a game when they was like, well, yeah, he, I mean, he's Manu. I said, you got to ask him, man. I can't tell you that. Right. <laughs> actually, I can't tell you that when That's. That's something you got to ask them one day, you see them. All right. Well,
0: Ronnie, thank you very much. This has been awesome. This is Bird Fans Forever, um, our podcast. So this is Episode 7. And John, take us out.